Hello everyone, your host here, Earl Brian. Sometimes the burden of command is about doing things the unconventional way, even if they're not unconventional for you. Imagine, if you will, that it's 1983, we're in Melbourne, Australia, and we've trained our entire lives running ultra marathons. We're getting ready to run the inaugural Westfield, Sydney to Melbourne ultra marathon. This is scheduled to be a 544-mile race. The, the promoters, Westfield uh, Stores, uh, set it up between their two stores in Sydney and Melbourne. And it attracted a lot of the top-tier ultramarathon runners of the time. So you're at the starting line, and, and you see your fellow competitors with their nice gear and stretching and their trainers going over stuff with them. And then you see somebody who is completely out of sorts. You see an older gentleman come up wearing coveralls, work boots, and uh, missing his teeth. Now, this isn't exactly the idea of what an ultramarathon runner looks like. But the gentleman I just described is an Australian by the name of Cliff Young. Now, during this race, uh, Cliff became fairly infamous for his, his running style. He ran in this very awkward uh, shuffle, is what they came to call it, the Cliff Young Shuffle. But when he shows up at the finish line, or excuse me, when he shows up at the starting line, everybody's looking at him real awkward, like he, he's putting a show on, like he, he's kind of making fun of runners, and nobody takes him serious. But Cliff had a, a kind of a trick up his sleeve that he didn't even know about. You see, he grew up on a potato farm. His family had a bunch of sheep. And whenever there was a big storm coming in, his family would send him out to gather up the sheep. They didn't have tractors. They didn't have uh, ATVs or horses or whatever. They had Cliff. And Cliff claims that, uh, that as a young kid, that uh, he would round up approximately 2,000 sheep at a time. And sometimes he was forced to, to run, you know, two or three days at a time to round up all of these sheep. So that was the extent of Cliff's training. Well, the race kicks off, and... They see his weird, awkward running style and, and his, you know, poor gear. I mean, again, he's wearing coveralls and work boots. And the elite athletes, if you will, they, they quickly outpace him and put several hours of distance between them and good old Cliff. Well, that was day one. When they stopped, because that was the conventional wisdom at the time, when they stopped... Cliff kept running, and he made up that ground and eventually took the lead. And after a few days of this, Cliff ended up winning the race by more than 10 hours. 
The entire race took Cliff five days, 15 hours, and four minutes. Now, what's interesting about this is that was almost two full days faster than the previous record for any run that had been held between Sydney and Melbourne. So here's this guy who comes out of nowhere with unconventional tactics, not even remotely close to the appropriate gear. Everybody chalks him up as a, a uh, unmitigated failure before the, the gun even sounds to start the race. And he ends up breaking the record by almost two full days. Now, full disclosure, there were, uh, I think, six people that finished the race. They all ended up breaking the old record by, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of a day, day and a half. But Cliff broke it by almost full two days. You see, just because something has been done a certain way for a long period of time doesn't mean that's the only way to do it or with the only tools to do it. You see, Cliff didn't know that he was supposed to rest. He didn't know that he was supposed to have fancy running shoes. He didn't know that he was supposed to have long, fluid strides and be more efficient. What he knew was what had brought him success in rounding up those sheep and running for long distance of time before. He had this weird, awkward, shuffling kind of motion. And later on, scientists would study this and prove that the Cliff Young shuffle was actually way more efficient than anything that had been thought of as efficient strides at the time. It conserved energy use. It allowed you to keep running these long distances without stopping. And so while the rest of the field thought Cliff Young was was an idiot, it turns out that, yeah, sure, it was a little blind luck on his part. He was actually ahead of the curve. Now, how many times do we see this in, in our personal lives, in our business lives, in our leadership journeys where we have a good idea of what we know works, but it flies in the face of conventional wisdom, and then we have a decision to make. Do we give in? Do we conform? Or, like Cliff, do we do our thing our way and achieve our results? You see, Cliff set the trend that day. To this day, the Cliff Young Shuffle technique is one of the top techniques used by ultramarathon runners. And we're going on 30 years. Actually, we're going on 36 years. Never do math live, right? We're going on 36 years of time between when he ran his first race and introduced the Cliff Young Shuffle to now. So what's stopping you from doing things your way? What's stopping you from being the innovator? What's stopping you from being the trendsetter? Are you afraid of the public opinion? Are you worried that people are going to make fun of your, your chosen attire, metaphorically speaking, or your techniques? Because if you are, well, then you've already lost the game. But if you're willing to get out there, be creative, be a little weird, uh, do things that work no matter how unconventional they are, you're ahead of the pace. You know, if you're doing everything the same way that everybody else is doing it, you're not going to be able to separate yourself. You're not going to be able to stand out in the crowd.
Now, sure, would I be telling this story if Cliff had showed up and he had not finished the race? Absolutely not. He'd be an unmitigated failure. But the difference here is Cliff knew. Cliff had experience. He had tried these things. He didn't know that he could run 544 miles, I don't believe. But he knew that he could run really long distances. Uh, I mean, in fact, he, he said one of his techniques to keep running was he just imagined he was back on his farm chasing down sheep before a storm comes in. It's experience, folks. That's what I'm talking about here is your personal experiences. If you have success, if you know something works, don't be afraid to try it just because it goes against the norms, the 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 familiar and the acceptable, the the thing that everybody else is doing. Sure, you may get looked at a little weird. You may get looked at a little funny. But, man, who hasn't? You, you think that uh, Steve Jobs didn't get looked at a little funny when he said, hey, I, I, I'm going to build a phone that will hold all of your music and, and play all these apps. Nobody even knew what an app was at the time outside of the PC world. He was a weirdo. He paved the way. It worked. Don't be afraid to be a weirdo. Do what is right to your standards, your specifications. Be willing to adjust if it's not working. Absolutely. Sometimes the tried and proven is tried and proven because it is the best way. But sometimes, often, there's a lot of room for innovation. All right, folks, that's it. That's the story of Cliff Young and the Cliff Young Shuffle and and, and how hopefully it'll set you free to be a little weird, be a trendsetter, go out there and, and push those boundaries and, and be as successful as you can be in your own style. If you have any comments, questions, or concerns for me, feel free to reach out at burden.command at gmail.com. That's burden dot command at gmail.com. Look forward to talking with you again in the next episode, and by all means, keep those shields up. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric Air.